What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Diamond Download. I'm back in Miami. We got Chase in California. Um, how you doing, bro? Good. It's actually my first call of the day, so just waking up and getting ready. I've been awake, but just getting the camera ready. What about yourself? First and last call. I know you don't like calls. Um, oh, good. I like these. I only like doing calls with some people, bro. Like, I tweeted this. Like, I have, like, the best team ever. Like, I... Okay, real quick, before we go in... Um, I had an email the other day, I think it was yesterday, about how like basically one of my favorite jobs ever was working at McDonald's because like you always had like any shift you go into, right? Especially at night, you got the boys there, like your boys. There was one dude who was like 45 and like a felon and had like eight kids with like a bunch of different moms. And like he was cool and like he would give us basically tips on like how to be like a a, a not felon, um, <laughs> like how to basically not go to jail. And then, like, you'd have, like, the girls that you think are, like, low-key cute. And so, like, you'd be like, what's up? What's up? Um, what was the one? Her name was Abby. Uh, there was one named Abby, one named Amanda. Shout out. If they're watching this, like, you know who you are. Um, and then, so, I've tried to, like, sort of curate the same sort of, like, vibe where it's just, like, a bunch of, like, homies kicking it. Um, and, dude, like, I love it. It's so fun. Like, I our group chat is popping all the time. It's so fun. And these are people on Copy MBA. These are people at your agency. Like, who who are these people? Copy MBA. Nice. And they're they're coaches. What do they do? Because coaches, sales mostly, product like management stuff. Um, and like, dude, it just it feels like the early days of structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times, dude. That's awesome. All right, so let's jump into the first topic. Did you notice um something different about Twitter this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rebrand. Dude, it's interesting. I actually was reading about this this morning and it, it basically, this article, I don't remember where it was from, kind of talks about how like Elon used to own x.com, uh, which I guess is like the new URL or domain. He used to own it. And then when he was doing something with PayPal, I think like they had merged or had done something, um, PayPal ended up keeping the domain. So Elon then had to go buy it back. So I think like in 2017, Elon had to then buy back the domain. I don't know if they revealed how much, but he owned it. I think he bought it in like the maybe the 80s or the 90s. He then had used it for PayPal, some kind of company there. So he it left his possession. And then in 2017, he bought it back. So I got to imagine for the past, what, six years, give or take, he's probably been sitting on that domain just waiting to do something with it. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, do you know what he's trying to do? No, I don't. What What is he trying to do? So I read this. This is a while ago that he talked about this. But do you know what? Like, um, it's in China. Like WeChat. You know what WeChat is? Yeah. It's basically Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, um, and also like banks. Okay. Like payments, all kind of like Venmo, right? Tied together. And it's like one big everything app. And I think that's what he's trying to do, or it's basically just the everything app where like, you're going to have like X pay pretty soon where you can just like tap and it's like Apple pay kind of thing. Um, and like, I don't know, dude, I feel like that sounds cool, but I don't know what adoption would look like. Like, dude, we talked last week about how like threads was Instagram trying to be something they're not. And then Twitter is going to try and do another five things that they're not. And I have a feeling that it's going to, tank pretty bad but also at the same time it's like you have to sort of respect the fact that elon musk is technically one of the most talented entrepreneurs 
um, of our generation. So like, I don't know. Do you think there's legs here? What do you think? I don't know. I, I just was logging on Twitter earlier and I'm like on my computer, like the Fabicon, the Pivicon, it was like an X. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what did I log on to? Like, it, it, I'm still trying to get used to it. I'm like, did I get hacked? Like, is something in the adult space on my computer? Like, how the heck did it get there? I'm, I was like, yeah, I was like very confused. Um, and by the way, I was actually just pulling it up right now. So Z.com, so not X, but Z.com was sold for $6.8 million back in 2014. So they're estimating that Elon probably bought it for about $10 million, uh, X.com, which obviously to him is peanuts. You know, it's a huge sale for anyone else. But yeah, I, I didn't know or realize. I'm curious to see. I don't know. I feel like Twitter or now X really hasn't been the same since he bought it. In my opinion, it's gotten worse. The like reach is worse. I feel like there's actually more spam. Like I feel like so many weird things get commented on my thing. Like so many like adult weird things get commented on my stuff now. Whereas before I never had that. So I'm actually seeing like more bots on my shit, which is really annoying. I keep like hiding their replies and blocking them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I know what you're talking about, bro. Like the little OF chicks. So weird. They're like want to see more? What's her name? Rose or something like that. I keep blocking them, bro, but they keep coming back. Yeah. I have a feeling it's someone in our space. I have a feeling that it's one of the guys that we know who does that kind of stuff. And they're just like hoping one day they can get someone. It's gotta be, bro. Because it's all over money Twitter. It's just like these chicks, bro. Anyway um yeah so i don't know i think it's cool like i think like if elon could pull it off which i just don't think it's gonna happen would be super cool um but did I mean, you I ever know. go to x.com though like i i just keep going i keep typing in twitter obviously it's brand new but like i don't see myself ever typing in x.com i always see myself going to the twitter app on my phone maybe that's going to change pretty soon the name and the logo but i can't see myself typing in x.com anytime soon i don't know man like are they going to change the name I don't know. I don't know know if my phone's updated, but see, yeah, like it still shows obviously like the the normal icon for the phone app, but like the website itself has changed. I guess we'll see. I'm going to read more about this after, but it's interesting. Mm, If anyone in the comments knows what the hell is going on, then please let us know. Yeah, Uh, please. All right, cool. So another thing that I've been realizing, and I think like this is really good for people who are like newer to the business space good for them to hear is like the all about like the rich dumb people phenomenon which is a thing that like you only realize once you're kind of in our position you're around a lot of people who have money is you realize that a lot of the people that are like doing really well in your group like above average like i don't know a couple million a year or even like even around a million a year like even under like if they're there like how like there's how do i say this okay so there's someone that that Ben works with, and this guy is like in his 40s, and he has a real business and he has like an info business, and like he keeps having to take breaks because he keeps getting like DUIs and he keeps ending up in scandals where like there's like some sort of assault, like it, and like he's just the way he communicates is like so dumb, but he makes like he probably turns over like four million a month. Like just like insane wow. amounts of money. And there's a lot of people who just like are so consistent that like it doesn't like it's showing everyone like no matter how dumb you are, like you can make a lot of money. Like I don't want you to name names, but like do you do you know people that you would consider to be like well below average IQ that are doing really well? And do you know why that is? By the way, we're not trying to be mean. It's more so like an encouraging thing where it's like, yeah. Know, 
intelligence doesn't seem to matter. Like it doesn't, it's kind of charted all over the place. Like, in fact, I think probably the smartest people I know are making the least amount of money. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it depends on like what kind of smarts we're talking about. Like, I think like the most, you know, academia type people, like the most kind of book smart people I know probably aren't making the most amount of money, but I feel like everyone that I know is making a lot of money is smart in something very niche and specific. They probably wouldn't be considered like a genius or above average IQ across the board, but they're very smart in a specific niche um, and not very smart in others. Um, so I don't know. I feel like most of the people we know though are like internet guys, tech guys, agency guys. So they're like smart enough. Whereas I don't know, I think a lot of the people that aren't necessarily smart, they got a lot of luck, they worked hard and they just timed it right. Right. So I think like, I think there is something to be said about like, you don't need to be a genius to make a lot of money. And if you are, you know, average IQ, but you're really good at one thing, like lean into that one thing if it can make you money. I don't know. I'd have to think about this question more. I can't think of anyone like quote unquote dumb. That's really rich. Um, I think Sam Parr said that like real estate has the highest concentration of like dumb rich people. Where like he basically said, and like I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like it doesn't matter how dumb you are. If you grind hard enough until you're 40, like you can be worth like 15, 20 million. Like I think real estate, like you don't have to be smart at all. Like it just you have to be charming though. So like if you're like dumb and you're not charming and you can't like riz people, then like probably won't work. Um, but like, yeah, I think what the overall point is, have you seen the the bell curve kind of thing? Yeah, I have. Okay. So like, you know how, like on this side of the bell curve, uh, I guess on this side of the bell curve, you have <laughs> really dumb people, right. And they're successful. And then you get to the middle point here where it's like, it's book smart people like you talked about where, and they just can't figure it out, which is where most people are. Like they're just like overthinking everything, which is actually yeah. where I think I am. I don't think I'm super smart down here, but I think I'm like kind of in the middle where like I shouldn't have been here because I do overthink a lot, but I still somehow made it work. I like logic myself into it. And then you come <laughs> down here and then the smartest people over here, which like I can name some of those guys. Um, I don't know if they want to be shouted out on here, but um, like there are people that are bound to be successful no matter what, because they're so smart. Um but like, it seems like it's two ends of the spectrum. It's not really like, if you're kind of smart, you'll like make it work. It's like, cause on, on the one end over here, the dumb people, like they have no thoughts and no, therefore no resistance. So they can do whatever someone tells them to do. So they're super coachable. And then these people over here are the people that just like figure it out. Right. Where it's just yeah. like, they don't even need coaching and they don't, they're just smart enough to just get it. But like these people in the middle, like they're not coachable because they have an ego, but they're also not smart enough to just figure it out on their own. So they get stuck in limbo. That's my theory. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I don't know that like dumb is the right word, but I feel like the people that are just going to be relentless and kind of have like the killer instinct and they don't know what they don't know, but it doesn't stop them from like literally busting down the wall, hopping through it, crawling across it. Like I, I feel like the the success people that I know, they're probably not the smartest, but they have just this instinct that, and they trust their gut. And they're just willing to go full force and just figure it out, right? So, yeah, I, th I think like if you're not that smart, I don't consider myself like super smart, super high IQ. I feel like I'm smart enough. And I feel like if you're smart enough and you have like the right attitude and you have like the right circle and you have like the right assessment of opportunities without overthinking it, I think that is like the recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, we have an Alex in my inbox coming up about that, but people will see that on Friday. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. So 
the last one is I had to double check and make sure we hadn't talked about this before because I feel like we've had a conversation similar to this, but we haven't, at least not on camera. Um, I have how to find a mentor. I feel like we talked about this. Did we not talk about this? Yeah, I think we I think we did now that you bring that up. I think we did talk about about this on like connecting with people that are smarter than you, connecting with people at your level. I feel like we did talk a little bit about yeah, this. All right. I got I got a backup one. All right. Okay. Um because we talked about this on the on the uh inner circle group call yesterday, but um what can you define confidence? Confidence? Uh-huh. Confidence, yeah. Confidence. Yeah. That's a good question. It's so funny. Like with my daughter, that's three, she'll ask me like what things mean. And I'm just like, to me, you just know the meaning, but to actually define it, right. is another thing. But I think like defining confidence is like unwavering belief in yourself or unwavering belief in your ability to do X, Y, or Z. Right. So for me, there's certain skills or attributes that I have that I'm confident, right. I'm confident when it comes to copywriting. I'm confident when it comes to email marketing. I'm confident when it comes to list growth. So I feel like things that I'm really proud of and passionate about and therefore hopefully good at, I've got a lot of confidence in. My golf game, not as much, right? I go up to the tee and it's like, it's going to go left, it's going to go center, it's going to go right. And I'm not sure how many times it's going to do all of those, but that's going to happen. So I, yeah. for me, it's having um, conviction and belief in something that I know that I'm good at or something that most likely could go well if I work towards it. How do you define it? I mean, that's pretty much the answer I was looking for. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's trusting oneself, right? Yeah. Um, and so what we were talking about yesterday is that confidence isn't really something that you can just force yourself to have. Like, it's not an input, it's an output. Confidence is an output. It's not like a thing you can just tell yourself to be confident and then you'll actually be confident. It doesn't work that way. It's like, it's like the same as like if you're copywriting, it was like, oh, dude, just get clients. Like, yes, that's the outcome. Just make money outcome. What do you actually do? What's the input, right? Um, and so the input is uh, like doing outreach, right? Sending cold emails or DMs or whatever. That you can control. You can't control getting clients, but you can control the input. And so what we were talking about is how, and shout out to Ben Bader for most of this, confidence is trust but courage precedes confidence, right? So like courage is the input. Courage is like what you have to put in in order to be confident because confidence is situational. And if you never have the the courage to, like in your case, like work with people and like say that you can get them results with list growth or email marketing or whatever, something like that. Yeah. If you didn't have the courage to sort of like try it and make that promise without really knowing, then you wouldn't have the confidence now that you do to actually fulfill the thing properly, Right. And so what we were saying, and then just, I'm just curious about your thoughts on this afterwards, but I wrote, um, confidence is created with the logical part of your brain, not the emotional. If you lead with the logical part of your brain, your emotions will be more positive. And if you let the emotional part of your brain run your life, it'll cannibalize itself. So basically like courage is logic, right? Confidence is emotional. I think that you can logic yourself into doing hard things that require courage, but you can't let the emotions run it because you'll be like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, you're, you're scared. You feel the fear. That's yeah. emotion. If you logic it, you realize that there is no downside. Like, let's say like, I don't know, shooting your shot with a mentor or shooting your shot with someone you're attracted to, you know, at, at a restaurant or something like that, or like whatever, right? Something along those lines. Um, and if you lead with emotions, 
over time, you're going to let yourself feel too comfortable. And then you're going to realize that you never achieved anything because your emotions around your life cannibalizes you. But if you lead with logic at first, your emotions will be more positive because you, your ego, which is your emotions can prove it has proof that you are a confident person and you'll feel better about yourself. That was a lot. So I hope that wasn't like crazy. Yeah. Like, what do you yeah. And it, it kind of like lends me to talk about and think about kind of like, you know, when people get like straight stage fright, right? Like I'm confident about speaking about certain things, but when you go on stage and you're not used to going on stage, you know, you emotionally get into there, right? Even though logically you're confident and you have courage, but like, you know, emotionally you're like, wow, this is really nerve wracking. I don't have experience with this. And also too, like when people have like the whole sense of like disbelief or kind of imposter syndrome, right? Like I feel like that's more emotion driven, right? Than like logical. Like if you were good and you did this over time, you build that muscle to have the confidence that doesn't give you the imposter, right? Like I feel like, although the, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'm thinking through all this right now. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So um, public speaking is a, is a great example. It's like emotionally it's, it's scary. Yeah. Well, use logic. You can't really, you don't really know why it is. You just know it is. You just know it yes. feels scary. But with logic, you can say like, it's not scary because these people aren't judging me. They're here to see me speak. It's really mine to lose. Like all I have to do is not mess it up. And it's really, really hard to mess up. Logically, you're good. And so if you logic yourself into doing things like that, it'll build confidence. And then that's what leads to positive emotions. So I don't know. We talked about it yesterday. It was kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. like one thing you need to be able to do is reverse engineer pretty much every outcome that you want in your life. And like what's sexy and what's cool is saying the outcome where it's like people want to have money and people want to have friends and people want to have confidence. But by just saying that it doesn't really help you actually achieve the outcome. You have to sort of go back to the inputs and it's like, all right, well, what are the inputs? Courage is the first one, which you can force because it's logic. All right. Um, and it's like logic is easy. Like it doesn't rely on anything else. It's sort of universal. But with emotions, it's a lot different because it depends on the person. And um, yeah, I think that anyone can sort of like force themselves to do something with logic and it'll create a better outcome because you will be more confident and you will feel better about yourself over the long term. Yeah, dude, 100%. What, what was the context of the the call? Was it people like being confident and trying to have courage and like landing clients in terms of like raising price? Like what was the context in which you guys had the call? We didn't, well, no, nah, we were just spitballing ideas. Like we didn't really right. have anything like specific about business, but it can be applied to business. It's kind of on them to like figure out like how to apply it. Um, but yeah. Um, real quick before we wrap, any updates in your LinkedIn biz? Yes. Uh, we'll say this Tuesday. Hired uh, employee number two yesterday and All she's right. getting trained up, going to be able to hopefully scale soon. By the way, I didn't interview her. I, I just I only know her name. I don't know what she looks like. I know where she's from, but the girl that works for me is like an absolute rock star. She found her, interviewed her, doing all the training and managing. Uh, I'm going to pay the, the first employee and she's going to pay the second employee. So like, I don't know how much oversight or interaction or if I'll ever talk to the second employee. So it's like kind of like this really nice thing where like, I am not running this business still with a second employee. And I hope to not ever run this business. I hope to just be like, here's the leads. Here's the connection. Go grow the ish out of your LinkedIn through the system and process that I built. And we got this. You sure there's a second person? Maybe. Maybe, maybe I'm just paying the first person more. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a second. <laughs> That's a good question, though. You never, uh, you never know. 
Yeah, who is this mystery? Uh, you're like, oh, you don't know her. She goes to another school. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, honestly, like, well, one, I think it is a real person. But two, if it wasn't a real person, but the the first girl's giving me the permission to scale and add more clients, and she's going to work hard, and I have to pay her a little bit more, and it's she's the second person. I'm okay with that. So as long as long as I can scale, and the first girl's happy, I'm cool. Copywriting tip: Tell your clients you're bringing on another copywriter, and be like, "Don't worry, about it. I'll just I'll just pay them out of what you pay me." So just double my my retainer, and then yeah, and then just never hire another person. <laughs> just like do everything yourself. So it's so interesting you mentioned that. Like I think psychologically, right? Like if you tell someone that you're hiring people, or there's going to be more of a team. Like it's just such an easy justification to to charge more, right? Like, and if the first person's just doing it all, or they're getting really good at leveraging AI, and they're just saying they hired an assistant or something. Uh, yeah, I guess more power to you. Um, no, that's funny. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, real quick, the last one we did in New York. I actually love New York. And I love the people in it. I love New York, bro. I, I might I might actually split time between it. I might snowboard, bro. Really? I might really? Miami in the summer is oh bro, it's brutal. Like it's it's getting more normal now, but like the first couple of weeks of July. I would just melt the second I walked outside. I'm a little Canadian, bro. I don't know what heat is. And then I come down here and I feel it firsthand. That's why you haven't been there much, right? You're just escaping. But I like New York. That's cool. I haven't spent enough time to know. Where where were you in New York? Upper East Side. Okay. Nice. Uh, Nice. Wife thing. Anyway. um, But yeah, no. So New York's York's a vibe. Go visit uh, all your coworkers up there. Yeah, yeah, we've got a decent part of the team out there, so it could be fun. Anyway, yeah, shout out New York, shout out Miami, shout out OC, <laughs> Chase lives. This is great. Chase, I'm visiting you in like, uh, you got to come to LA. I'll be there August. August? Okay. And we're going there. We're going to have a big influencer party and you're invited. All right, give me some dates. Sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, only prerequisite is you got to make like a thirst trap account on TikTok. So you guys are doing like the dances and stuff. Oh, I'm good. I'm Especially out. Like, with the baby, I think like you could probably like people would love that, bro. You gotta make like little baby dances. Little baby dances, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've talked to my wife about making stuff for the girls, but we just, I don't know, don't know that we want to put it out there. I know. I mean, yeah. yeah, you don't need more money, do you? I think you're good. No, it's it's not about money. It's just I don't know. We've getting we're getting weird. Like, I'm try- I used to post pictures of like my daughters a bunch on social, and now we're posting less. It just I don't know. People are weird. I just want to be really private with. The girls. Good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are, this is a big place. Never know who's yeah. out there. All right. Um, that wraps it. Cool. That's Thanks, good, for really. watching. Thanks for watching Diamond Downloads at Cardinal Mason on Twitter and TikTok at Ecom Chase Diamond. No A in Diamond, of course. <laughs> you know this by now. Thanks, everybody. Much love, brother. All right. Bye.